This is Wrestling for the Faith. Wrestling for the Faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I'm Casey, and I don't have any kind of a cool voice or anything going on today. (laughs) Well, I'm Chad, and I'm back after two weeks of uh, a little bit of a break for some, you know, family deal going on. But you're not alone. You, you, You know. You're not alone this week. <laughs> Everybody, I had buddies going, where are you guys at? with well, Because they, they, obviously you had your wife, Jonna, that there two weeks ago. They thoroughly enjoyed that one. But then last week I had buddies that were like, man, you guys are throwing me off. I don't know what's going on. Well, I know. I like, we're I, back. We're back. <laughs> everybody, everybody was texting and messaging. And I'm like, they were like, no podcast that last week? And I'm like, uh, no, we took the 4th of July week off. Yeah, Sorry, maybe we should have. Maybe we should have put something out there and said something. I mean, you know, um, you know, we we reposted the time to stand episode that we did uh, a few months ago, and uh, but no, we took last week off, and then the week before had Jonna on to uh, talk yeah. about her story with abortion. Man, uh, wow! That I just praise the Lord that that episode has touched a lot of lives so far. Um, And, you know, she was so nervous to do it. (laughs) She, you know, but she knew that the Lord was, was telling her to, because, you know, I've told her for a long time, Hey, it's open. Anytime you feel like you wanted to share. And the thing is me and her have never went that in depth in that conversation. It's just one of those things. I mean, she, you know, kind of gave me the basic details, but I never dug too deep on it like we did on the on the episode and, and just, you know, uh, talked about how it was in the abortion clinic. And, yeah, you know, after listening to it and then listening to other people, it's uh, it's frustrating to think of how these things are. They're like a, you're, it's like, you're just a number, you know, yeah. you go in and, you know, because I, I always thought that, you know, every person who went uh, to get an abortion, they would pull them in a room individually and have counseling with them. And are you sure about this? And no, it's, you go sign in. Hey, I want an abortion. Okay. Sit over here. We'll call you back in a minute. Yeah. And it's like, wow. I mean, what what are we doing? Sad, man. Yeah, I know what you know, when she spoke about that when I was listening back to the to the show. Um, when I did the pro the pro-life love life city walk in Charlotte, North Carolina, there in front of abortion clinic, I was speaking to some of the, the originators of that organization and or that ministry, and they were telling me those things. So when she mentioned that, I'd already kind of knew that as yeah. they walk in, it's kind of like a conveyor belt, man. It's kind of like you're going to the grocery store and just picking out something. It's you're just a number and it's very sad, man. It just goes to show you that there's an evil uh, force at work there. And it's, it's a business where they're making billions of dollars. And that's why you see so much uproar and screaming right now. It's not about, you know, not about women's rights. I mean, when it, when it comes to the point of you got videos on Twitter of teenagers or early 20 women sit there screaming, we love to murder babies. Okay. So now, Dude, now it just becomes a sacrifice. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, there a lot of people are are just throwing it out there, you know, yeah. that like you said, we love to murder babies or or yeah. you know, the the satanic temple that, you know, 
suing Texas saying, Hey, you're, you're blocking a woman's religious right to sacrifice her child. And I mean, it's funny that the sad thing is the devil don't even have to hide in this country anymore. No, he doesn't. He don't even have to work his way through things like he used to just to Mm. sneak things in. No, he's bold. He's standing out in the middle of everything and just screaming. This is what I'm doing. And, And it's really sad that so many have, have just fallen into that and they think, Oh, this is normal. It's fine. Um, but it's a, it's a really sad situation. My biggest question since, uh, the Supreme court ruling, um, on Roe v. Wade, if planned parenthood, if abortion was just a minor service that they offer, then why have there been multiple Planned Parenthoods around this country Mm -hmm. shut down since that Supreme Court ruling? Right, right. It's just about women's rights, and it's about women's health. So why why are they not still there? Why are they not still wanting, you know, to help women? that's right. when, I, when I started hearing of multiple Planned Parenthood shutting down after that ruling, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. That ruling uh, was was only to do with abortion. So yeah. you don't take away a woman's uh, health care. So right. why are you shutting down if abortion is not? But it goes back to what we was talking about. It's a conveyor belt. That that was their biggest. Uh, that was their biggest moneymaker. And uh, oh, yeah. You know, like right. the. Uh, that movie unplanned mm-hmm. about uh, Abby Johnson. Uh, we just went back. You, we'd watched it when it first came out. We went and watched it a couple of weeks ago and just refreshed our minds on that. And just uh, uh, so many people need to go and watch that and just see exactly what abortion really is. And if you can watch that and still be fine with it, mm-hmm. then I'm sorry. Uh, Something's wrong with you. Yeah, man. It's it, well. You see that even even the political battle over this abortion that's overturning a row. I mean, just you know, riots in the streets already. The AOC, I believe, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, calling for people to hit the streets, basically calling for like a riot, calling for all this other stuff they got going on. They're vandalizing like pregnancy centers. They're you know, we got security at our church and many churches I've been to speak at where there's just, you know, where there's a sheriff or, or whatever there to make sure that no uh, radical, you know, protest or whatever's coming in the church. Like we've seen some of the videos lately. So dude, you're right, man. Satan does not hide anything anymore. It, it, you said it, you said it, and we talked about this prior that he is bold in what he's doing right now. And his little minions or these people who are lost in the world are very bold. Mm-hmm. So it goes to goes to show that we as Christians need to be even more bold and not shun away from the attacks of the enemy, uh, being sure that we are um, standing on the firm foundation of the Bible and what we truly believe in, man, and what the word of God says, that it is life, whether, whether you're preaching against, um, you know, a preaching against abortion or homosexuality or whether you're just sharing the gospel, man, like we have to be bold in the face of this, uh, this evil, evil man, it's evil America is what I'm calling it. It's very sad to see what's going on right now. Yeah. Well, and, and here's some verses that I ran across um, a couple of weeks ago that 
I wasn't even looking for it. I was just reading through Leviticus and ran across uh, these these verses in Leviticus 17. Uh, verse 11 says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. Yeah. I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is in the blood that for it is the blood that makes atonement for your soul. And, and he's talking about, you know, the sacrificial system and how, how, you know, when they sacrifice an animal to him, uh, he's talking about what the blood does. And, you know, verse 14, he says, for it is the life of all flesh talking about the blood. It is the life of all flesh. It's blood sustains its life. Therefore, I said to the children of Israel, you shall not eat the blood of any flesh for the life of all flesh is in its blood. Whoever eats it shall be cut off. So he's talking about animal sacrifices here, but he says the life of all blood or, of you know, the, the life of all flesh is in the blood. Okay, well, uh, what does a heartbeat do? Yeah, it pumps blood, bro. It yeah. pumps blood. Okay, <laughs> well, if there's a heartbeat in a human, no mm-hmm. matter if it's the size of your pinky nail or whether it's our size, uh, it's pumping blood, which yep. God says that is life. Right. Right. And, and the mother is supplying life to this, this baby in the womb. You're absolutely right. That's amazing scripture to look at and to think about. But they're going to argue with you back and forth that it's just a clump of cells. But then we go into, well, you know, I shared it with you a few weeks ago about how they were fining people $10,000 or something for, for you know, crushing uh, sea turtle eggs or whatever it was, like leaving them alone. So if that's just, if that's life inside of an egg and, and, he's, and it's so valuable that they're fining people thousands of dollars. Now, why is a baby, why does it cost you, you know, three, $400 to go get an abortion to, to basically wipe this child uh, out of existence? That is, that is, has DNA, has a heartbeat. Like I said, many times at five weeks old, I heard my daughter's heartbeat in, in my wife's womb. And you can't, it's just, it's unimaginable to think about, man. Yeah. So, you know, I, I wasn't really, I don't think we had any plans of going here, uh, but <clears throat> Since we're on the topic, here's something I, I keep seeing people like on Twitter uh, and people who are uh, pro-abortion. They keep posting this list of stuff about uh, fetuses and what God does and how the king's done this. And it's got these different scriptures and blah, blah, blah. Um and that is just some fabricated, that is not a straight out of the Bible. That is not a page of the Bible. That is something that somebody has pulled up to show different situations throughout history right. of what has happened. Um, and like old covenant, um, when the Israelites were going into a, a new city to conquer it, uh, you know, those people had, they were evil people. So, God was telling them, wipe them out. So right. that's, that's a whole different scenario from what we're talking about. And it has absolutely nothing to do with, 
with uh, with uh, life or God's view of life. These are people with hardened hearts who are evil, evil who are demon possessed, and who who were uh, who were unrepentant. They they would not turn to God. So you know when he told the Israelites go into this city and conquer it and and all of this that has absolute that cannot be used as a oh well god said to do this or god said to do that <clears throat> you've got to go back and read all of that in context to figure out exactly what was going on and what his plan was to be fulfilled but one of the scriptures in there that they always try to throw out is that the bible says quote by the way mm. the bible yeah. says that life begins at birth. And then they quote Genesis chapter two and verse seven. And it says, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils, the breath of life and man became a living being. Okay. God formed Adam. Yep. Okay. He formed Adam as an adult male. This is not talking about birth. This is not talking about a baby being born out of the womb. So they try to use that verse and say the Bible says that that, you know, life begins at birth. That scripture is not talking at all about birth. That scripture is talking about God breathing the breath of life into Adam, which he had formed of the dust of the earth. Yeah. He, he formed him as an adult male, not a baby coming out of the womb. That has absolutely nothing to do with uh, the pro-life or pro-abortion. Uh, that should have nothing to do with that argument. So I wanted to, while we were on this topic, I just wanted to go ahead and settle that because that is a, a, a verse that has absolutely nothing to do. And like I said a minute ago, if people would read stuff in context, exactly. they would understand uh, the truth of it. But that verse has nothing to do with uh, a baby being born. Go back to the Leviticus verses that I was talking about. The life of all flesh is in the blood. So right. there's a heartbeat. If there's blood pumping through something, okay, then it's got life. Well, you know, we see very regularly right now through social media, not that that controls my life by any means, but how they will constantly, whether they're believers or unbelievers, they're constantly taking, you said it, taking the word out of context. Mm -hmm. They're nitpicking things. We, we've went over it before with the don't judge me verse. Uh, they're constantly taking things that, that, they think can justify their acts of murder, which is really what it is. Um, and just taking it out of context, man. And I just think about, we, we spoke about this and I posted it yesterday with a picture of a baby. Uh, Jeremiah one five, it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. So, you know, the, the word says he already knew us before we even formed in the womb. That already tells me that it's life. Yeah. You know, that that child is life, man. And, um, it's something we can continue to talk about for weeks and weeks and weeks. I believe it. But the fact is, is until you really just get into the word of God and you stop taking things out of context, you read the whole chapter instead of just oh picking out one verse where it says, you know, whatever uh, this verse here, I'm just going to say that the Bible 
con- or the Bible talks about slavery. No, we can really dive into what the Bible really meant about slavery and understand that it wasn't slaves like it was with the African-Americans through slavery. Right. It was they were they were workers, basically. They were servants and stuff yes. like that. It's completely different. So it's man, it's just a matter of getting to know the word. And we're, we're, I'm beating my head against the wall sometime when I look at things on Twitter. A lot of the times you and I will we'll talk back and forth with some people until they really get just militant or, you know, if they're hateful or whatnot. Um, but I do believe it's, it's our calling as Christians, not only you and I, but every Christian out there. Uh, I've, I've made up my mind that today I wanted to challenge men and women listening, young adults, young men, whatever, listening to, to be bold. Like yeah. to, if, if, if you have a question, like Casey's a little more um, deeper than me when it comes to the word, he can break down things in a different way. And that's just how the Lord's wired us. But man, like learn, ask questions. If you don't understand a verse, ask someone, but don't shun away because you're like, Oh man, I don't know how to explain that. Like, don't you, you be bold about the word. You know, if somebody has a question, it's okay. I've done it before. Like, you know what? I can't really answer that, but I'm going to find out for you. You know what I'm saying? So challenge, man, challenge who's listening right now. Don't shy away from your faith because ultimately, you know, we, we as sports fans or wrestling fans or whatever we are, we're very bold about that. Dude, when I was a kid, I'd defend wrestling to my dying breath because they call it fake and I get mad and all that stuff. Why won't we do that for the gospel? Yeah. Why won't we do that for the gospel and just be bold in what we truly believe in? And this morning, uh, I'll keep running Casey here, but this morning in Acts four, it's just been on my heart. You know, it's Peter and John in front of the council being um, basically told, stop preaching this gospel, stop proclaiming the name of Jesus. Uh, even after this man was healed, it said he was healed. Um, signs of healing were performed for more than a 40 year old man. But here in verse 29 of Acts four, um, <laughs> Peter basically says, and now Lord look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with boldness. While you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Man, these men didn't care. They refused, just like we see in Daniel 3, to bow down to this false idol. To, 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 they refused to um, worship these false gods. And we have to, as a nation now, if we want to see revival, if we want to see uh, God's word continue to spread like it did in the book of Acts, we have to be bold and we have to proclaim the name of Jesus, no matter what these authorities, because this is what you see in Acts 4. Authorities were coming to them, telling them, stop speaking about Jesus. Even after like it says 5,000 men, now that doesn't include women, came to believe in Christ. Uh, they realized, man, there's something, there's even the Pharisees and these authorities realized that there was something going on here. And Peter said, no, we're not going to stop preaching the name of Jesus. That's the way we have to be in this nation in 2022, because the world, is trying to shut us up. I've had four shows, wrestling shows, cancel me mm-hmm. because of my speaking about abortion or homosexuality or even just speaking about the Bible. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to, biblical truth. It's not me being hateful and, and, and using derogatory terms or anything like that. If it was, I can understand. Mm-hmm. But I refuse to bow down. I'm going to be bold no matter what the cost is. Yeah. And, you know, the thing, like you said, it, it's not just the the topics that you speak about it's that you have uh well let's just say it since since uh you got freed from wwe you know uh, you you can boldly speak about jesus and i mean not that you couldn't before but i mean there's a lot of 
yeah, yeah, that goes mm-hmm. on. You know, people can speak their mind on their beliefs, but, uh, you know, when a Christian speaks out, you know, they, they get reprimanded. Uh, yes. Golly, man. Sorry if, uh, if that bursts anybody's bubble or offends anybody up there in the office, I don't really care anymore. I don't, I don't I ain't care. trying to get no extra spots anymore. <laughs> no, me neither. But, uh, but you know, when the, the point is they hate people are God haters. And so the mobs that, that come after Christians who speak out, they hate God. It's not just because they are speaking against a certain topic. It's just that they love their sin Mm. and they don't want to give it up. And so, you know, they go after uh, one of the verses, you know, you was talking about Acts four. Well, in Acts chapter five, uh, verse 29, they had been reprimanded again for preaching Jesus. And Peter just said, it says, but Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. But right. there you go. And the word of God is clear. Uh, we should obey the law of the land as long as it does not go against God's principles. And yes. if, it, if it goes against uh, the word of God and God's standards, then we are to uh, side with the word of God. And people don't like that. And people want uh, people want Christians to just fall in line with this godless society and and just shut up and just go along with it and tell people that their lifestyle is OK. And that's not what we're called to do. We are called to to preach repentance. We are called to tell people, uh, yes, the good news of Jesus, uh, that he loved you, that he lived a perfect life for you, that he died for you, that he was resurrected for you. And by faith, you can be just as perfect as him. But Mm -hmm. with that comes something. Okay. When you truly accept Jesus, the Bible is clear. You become a new creation. Holy Spirit comes to live inside you and he changes you from the inside out. You cannot stay the same and be truly born again. So that's what people hate. A lot of people, they're fine with talking about Jesus. They're fine with saying, oh, yes, I'm saved and all this other stuff. But when you look at the fruit of their life, you see that they have never changed. And the word repent means to change. It's not just turn away from your sin. It means that you have metanoia is the Greek word, which is talking about a metamorphosis. You have had a complete change in the way you think, and you have taken your thinking from the way that you on a human level would think, and you start thinking God's way about everything, about sin, about abortion, about homosexuality, anything that is against the word of God, anything that the Bible calls sin, you start seeing it through God's lens. and. And you realize, no, I've got to, I've got to shun away from this. I have to, I have to go the biblical route. I have to do what he has called me to do. And it's not hate. It's not that we're mad at them. We love them. And that's why we preach truth. That is right. And you said, you know, once you were made new, new creation, give your life to Jesus, that old life's passed away. And I, and I was reading Ephesians 4, 1 this morning. And as you said, that new creation, it made me think of what Paul 
calls us to do as believers here. And he says, uh, I, therefore, prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called. Now, a little notes in my Bible, it says he's, the calling of God's children is a holy calling, a humble calling, and a heavenly calling. Now, you hear those things, you hear that word humble. And to me, it doesn't mean that we are to be cowards and we are to shy away. Because for, for years, I'll, I'll say it, I, I, I wasn't, I've always been kind of outspoken about who I am as a Christian, but not as bold mm-hmm. because I was worried about repercussions. I was worried about losing bookings or whatever, getting fired from a job. But Paul is telling us, even as a prisoner, Paul says right here, as he's chained and shackled, not knowing at that moment, if he's going to go die for the gospel, he says for us to continue to walk worthy of the manner we've been called by God. And as Christians in that new creation, we are called to share the gospel. We aren't called to sit, hump, sit, idly in a church behind closed doors on a Sunday. And that's all we do. No, we're called to share the gospel, no matter what Avenue you've been called. You mentioned it. If you're called to speak out about abortion or homosexuality, all these other things, if you're called to do a prison ministry, who knows Casey and I feel like we've been called to pour into the youth, whatever your calling is, you do it in a manner worthy of your calling as a Christian with boldness. Cause there's going to be times when, when people are going to want to attack you. I mean, we see it through, uh, friends, supposed friends on an August 27th show in Camden, South Carolina, I was supposed to be on where they took me off because some of the workers, uh, felt offended over my recent views. And, and I started to think a lot of these guys, I don't know names, I'm not pointing fingers, but a lot of these guys have probably been around me for 12 to 15 years. So Mm -hmm. they know who I am. And that's the thing is, is I have felt led to be more bold because of what Jesus did for me, dude, he died for me. Why would I not share truth to someone uh, in love and compassion as we talked about? But once you're that new creation, dude, you have to step out. There is no comfort zone. No. There's no circle that we remain in to be safe. And because look, look at the book of Acts, all these men, they weren't in a little circle. They didn't stay in that upper room and be filled with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. over and over and over again. After that, they went out, they, they went shared out. the gospel through persecution, uh, through, I mean, all kinds of stoning, as you see Stephen, um, through all kinds of stuff, dude. And they refused to stop proclaiming the name of God. Mm-hmm. While, while we're on that, uh, the, the booking stuff, <clears throat> wrestling is such a small part of our lives anymore. Right. Uh, you know, we, we made the decision. I mean, me and you, you know, when we decided that on the podcast, we – we're just, you know, the spirit had been tugging at us to talk about some of these topics and yeah. we knew the repercussions. We knew what it would, what would happen. And we both decided that, you know, Hey, we love getting out there and seeing the fans. We love uh, entertaining people. We love uh, the the sport that we've both given over 20 years of our lives to. Um, yeah. But we are not going to let that hinder us we're going to do what the Holy spirit tells us to do. And whether it, it cancels all wrestling from our lives, we're fine with it. It, it don't, sure. you know, but I want to, I want to, I want to ask the question, man, when I was coming up now, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't do as many shows as I used to don't do it for a living anymore. <clears throat> don't have that much passion and desire for it anymore. But uh, so I've not been on the scene on a national level or, you know, worldwide level, you know, in, in several years. But, man, when I was coming up, promoters had backbones. 
Oh yeah. Uh, the, the the guys were not telling the promoters what to do. And yeah. that I just want to know what happened to those old school wrestling promoters who had backbones who said, okay, this is what we're doing in this show. They didn't cave to crybabies who, well, I don't want to, I don't want to lose or no, I don't want to drop the title or I don't want to. And, and now they're caving to people saying, Oh, well, this guy uh, talks about his views on social media and on his podcast. And, and, you know, that hurts my feelings. And I don't, I'm, I'm afraid to be around him. They're right. not afraid. They're just, these guys are just buying into this whole cancel culture thing to where, oh, well, if I'm offended by somebody's views, all I've got to do is start running them into the ground and, and make people believe, oh, that's the bad guy. And, right. and if I talk about them enough and if we say, oh, well, we're not going to show up if you book this guy, then, uh, then, hey, he's canceled. That's what it's all about. They're just trying to cancel somebody. Hey, I don't care what you're talking about. I don't care trying to cancel wrestling bookings or whatever. The fact is you can't cancel the gospel. They've been trying to do it for over 2000 years. So it's useless. You may as well just give in and listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) No, amen, dude. I mean, we can talk a whole nother episode about wrestling and then not only wrestling, but uh, so many other things you see this, cancel culture happening. Uh, but I got a, a shirt that says Jesus is counterculture, you know? And, and it's just, dude, I, I spoke to you the other day when that, when that booking got canceled and, uh, I was hot. I was, that was the first one that I really got irritated about. And I was at work and I just had to go outside and take a walk with the Lord. And he just kind of reminded me that, that this is going to happen, mm-hmm. but that he is going to provide for me as he promised me on November 18th, he promised me all my life. Basically, I got your back. Everything's going to be okay. And uh, just looking on that, man, looking on those promises, it, it's look, I'm hoping that my story of, of being canceled in a business that, like you said, we've given well over 20 years to um, it's crazy, but I hope my story can push someone to go, man, I need to be a little more bold too. Yeah. You know, if my work comes to me and says, Hey, tomorrow we're going to wear rainbow shirts to support gay pride or whatnot. And you go like, ah, man, that's really not my beliefs, but if I don't do it, I may lose my job. Look, we have to stand firm and I'm not, look, we got to support our families. Uh, we, that's for sure. I mean, I lost a a really good booking August 27th because of my beliefs that was taking money out of my, my family. But there comes a point where we have to stand firm on our, our, on our faith, being bold, not bowing to this, this, whatever we want to call it, this new culture norm that mm-hmm. that's being shoved down our throats as Christians, man, we have to, we have to be with our brothers and sisters. And we have, uh, I go to Casey all the time. I go to Jason all the time. Our buddies, Terry all the time and say, man, I need prayer. Cause this is today's been an attack. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, that's, that's part of it, brother. So, yeah, I mean, we're not, we're not trying to be mean. We're not trying to talk bad about the guys, but I mean, the fact is, listen, People are, this is America, mm-hmm. and people are allowed to have different beliefs. We, as Christians, you know, and you especially, you fought for the right for people to have freedom in America. And one of our biggest freedoms is our freedom of speech. Sure. And, you know, 
you fought for that right for people to be able to have their own opinions, their own beliefs, and to not have to not have to do everything the same. That's that's the American way. And actually, that's the biblical way. Um, You know, the Bible is not the Bible is not the Quran where, hey, uh, go kill everybody who don't believe like you. No, it's hey, be bold and share Jesus and share the gospel and and tell people the truth. Uh, But ultimately, they have the responsibility to choose Jesus or not. So I just don't understand how in the world people can be so offended and to, to the point of, Oh, if you book this guy, uh, then, then I'm not coming. I mean, we've been on shows Lord with plenty of Satanists and atheists and right. we never said a cross word to them. Or, or said, <laughs> oh, well, you know, I can't, I can't be on a show with that guy. No, yeah. I mean, we'll sit and have a conversation with them just the same as we would anybody else. It's, 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 it's just a sad country that we, a sad state of our country that we live in today where everybody has been taught and social media is a big problem with it. Uh, but the schools are even teaching it and the government is, oh, well, if somebody believes differently than you, then they hate you. And that's not the truth. You know, I don't care. I don't care what your beliefs are. I don't hate you. I don't care if you hate me. I don't hate you. So Mm -hmm. what happened to the time where we could, okay, this is what I believe. That's what you believe. Cool. You know, shake hands and go on, you know, it, it's not a big deal. Right. Well, what has happened? What is what's happened? I was speaking to a friend yesterday, man. I believe <clears throat> you read through the Bible, you see all these uh, different stories and things of, of, of these Kings saying, this is how it's going to be. This is what you're going to believe. Uh, lashing out in anger, throwing him in a fiery furnace, throw him in the lion's den. Mm-hmm. But these men and these women would, would not act out in anger. They would say, no, no matter what happens, we're going to trust God. We're yeah. going to continue to share the gospel. You know, Peter had his moment of chopping the, the, uh, the Roman uh, soldier's ear off. Yeah. To Jesus, So he said, put that down. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, but then you go into the book of Acts and throughout the rest of the, the New Testament, Paul and Peter and the disciples. And you see that with love, they just continue, continue to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we got to be, man. I think what's happened is, is we're in a culture now where, you, you see through the media, you see through the school systems and all these other things where things are being forced, but not only forced, but they're quick to say, okay, well, we're going to accept this, mm-hmm. you know, instead of saying, no, 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 enough's enough. Let's draw a line. We're not going to, oh gosh, we're not going to put a litter box in the bathroom because a kid identifies as a cat. You know, I'm, yeah. and believe it, I'm not being silly guys. That's a legit story. It is. It okay, is. So, and I've heard this from a, from a, a, a buddy of mine who is a, uh, Christian therapist. Anyway, you know, there has to be a line drawn. Now it doesn't mean we're, we're, we, like you said, we don't force our beliefs on anyone. That's not Christianity. That's not the, we're not the, we're not the Quran. Like you said, we're yeah. not going to believe this or we're going to kill you, man. So it has to come to a point where, where's the line drawn, but as Christians, where's the line drawn for us? Where we say, no, we're not going to accept this. We're not going to accept my child in a public school being taught different genders. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to speak against this. We have to, 
um, we have to teach our children the biblical way. And that's what we see, I think, get going wrong uh, with, with the country, man, is, is as Christians, we have to have a standard. We have to be bold about what we believe in, no matter the cost, because we already know, dude, we're going to be ridiculed and hated and attacked um, amongst other things. But where will you stand? Will you stand firm on the foundation of God? You know, the true word of God. And I think that's where um, I believe this podcast is, is just trying to help people point into that direction. It's like we're standing firm in the gospel and not straying away from what, what you know, what the world is trying to tell us that we should do or shouldn't do. Yeah. Ultimately, it comes down to this. And, you know, for Christians listening out there, um, you've got to decide, are you living for this world? Right. Or are you living for the world to come? Yeah. Um, and, and there's so many Christians even who are afraid to speak out, who are afraid to. Um, and I'm not talking about you got to be behind the pulpit preaching it every Sunday, you know, no. uh, but people should know what the Bible calls sin. You know, if you're a pastor, or if you're a minister of any kind, uh, a Christian of any kind, um, you know, people should know that you stand for biblical truth. You shouldn't be caving to society. You couldn't shouldn't be caving uh, to the woke uh, mobs and, and everything. You know, you, there comes a time where you have to say, uh, well, I don't care what it costs me in this life. Yeah. Um, but I'm living for eternity. And that's, you know, I've been saying it uh, for a little while. Well, I've said it for a long time, but I've really felt it in my spirit in the last couple of months. Um, God right now is doing a, a great separation. Uh, I truly believe that with this uh, row overturning and, and and things that are going to be coming in the future. The persecution of the American church, uh, I believe, is going to get greater than we have ever seen. Sure. And, and you know, while it is the devil on one hand, uh, you know, bringing the persecution about, uh, God, I believe, is going to allow this uh, so that we're separating the sheep from the goats. You know, yes. we're, we're going to find out who's real and who's not. And I truly believe that, you know, pastors, preachers, whether it be a big TV ministry or a, a, a small, you know, little church like mine, um, I, I truly believe that God is exposing those who just claim to be Christian in name only. And people are going to be forced to stand up for biblical truth. And yep. I believe, sadly, we're going to see a lot of uh, big pastors who we know their names um, who are going to cower down to the society uh, oh, yeah. because their grip is on their worldly fame and their worldly possessions and their all, all of the stuff that the world has given them, and yeah. they would rather have that instead of uh, instead of eternity. Yep, yep. You see it, man. And, and it, it, the Bible speaks about the prof, 
false prophets, the one leading people astray. And I, and I think you do see it in some big, big mega churches and maybe even in some small churches too. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of a quenching of the spirit there. It's all about, man, I don't want to lose members because I'll lose money. I'll lose my big house or whatever. Dude, I'm not pointing fingers. It's just, it's honest truth. And like you said, we're living in that culture now that we're speaking out about the truth is going to cost you. Mm -hmm. It's going to cost people their, their huge ministry platform. But I believe <clears throat> that the Lord's, like you said, birthing something. He's birthing that remnant that, uh, that you can see it. I, I can feel it in my church too. Yeah. More boldness, doing things more outside of the, the walls of the church. And, and you see it. You see more people standing up for the truth. Uh, but it's that, that's, that, that remnant, dude, the ones who are going to refuse to bow no matter what. Um, I do believe it's happening right now as we speak. I definitely do as well. And I just pray that uh, I, I do believe, uh, let me say this, what I was talking about with uh, a lot of, you know, pastors, ministers, famous Christians, whatever, uh, who will, and, and not just them, but those are the ones that we're going to hear about because, you know, nobody's going to hear of, of, of me, you know, a, <laughs> a small church pastor, anything like that, you know, on a, on a big worldwide stage. But I believe that we're going to see a lot of mainstream Christians cave to society. Um, but I also believe that we are going to be surprised at some of the mainstream Christians who do not cave. I, I really believe that maybe some of those who we would expect to cave to society uh, will yeah. stand up and, and finally uh, speak truth. And, and yep. not have not try to dodge it. Um, and I, I believe this is uh, where we're going. I believe that God is causing that remnant to rise. Uh, I believe it's it's time. And uh, and so. I just I'm just praying for a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit, because I believe that's what's that's what's on its way. Amen. Amen. And it's, and it's us pouring into the next generation. So don't, don't forget if you're a, a youth pastor out there, if you're a pastor of a church, like don't forget to, to start building that next generation and, and preaching into them, you know, that they don't have to bow and conform to the ways of the world. You know, we talked about raising up a, a Daniel three generation, one that refuses to bow. And that's really where we have to start because dude, this next generation is, is being torn in so many different directions. And I think it's leaders whether it be preacher of a church, youth pastor, fathers, mothers, we have to pour into these kids. We have not, not just in church. So that's not the pastor's job is to feed them on that Sunday. Mm -hmm. Now who's feeding them the rest of that six days of the week. It's mom and dad. Yeah. Right. It's mom and dad being in the word, being in prayer. And that's really where I believe this next generation is, is going to, uh, there's going to be a shaking. They, they need to wake up and realize that this is a real spiritual battle. Yeah. So moms, dads, Casey, Chad, whoever's listening, whoever's talking, mm -hmm. we got to pour into our, our kids. That's where it starts too. Amen. And on that note, yeah. uh, the remnant youth retreat is coming up quicker than, uh, quicker than we can imagine. It's uh it's yes. we're, we're less than a month away now from the remnant youth retreat at Camp Agape in Benton, Tennessee. We do have just a few spots, uh, open or left open for that. So if you would like to sign up uh, your child uh, teen ages 12 to 18 for that, uh, 
We would love to have them. We would love to pour into them. Email us at wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com and we'll get you all the information. And uh, it is absolutely free uh, to the parent and to the child. So, um, you know, we're looking forward to a great time with that. Uh, Also, uh, this weekend, so beginning tonight, Friday, July 15th, um, we will be doing some revival services this weekend at Christian Outreach 205 Rabbit Valley Road, Cleveland, Tennessee. Uh, It'll be at 7 o'clock tonight, 7 o'clock tomorrow night, and then 6 o'clock on Sunday night. So uh, if you're in the area and you can come out, uh, come out and be with us. Yep. And then uh, for me, July 27th, 6 p.m., Central Community Center in Chatsworth, Georgia. I'll get the name of the church a little bit and the address probably tweeted and posted out, but I'll be doing speaking to some kids youth group that night. Very excited about that opportunity. Um, I don't have any wrestling shows guys. Sorry. They've all been canceled. So I can't really <laughs> promote that right now. <laughs> can't really promote that right now, but uh, I'd much rather share the gospel. I've got some good preaching opportunities come up August 3rd. If you're in Hickory, North Carolina, I'll be at grace and truth Baptist church. Um, for part of their, like, I guess a three day revival they're doing. They've asked me to come back in and speak on August 3rd. So I got that and uh, just excited about the the youth retreat, man. I know we're all gearing up for it. Me, you, Jason, Terry, everybody's helping and serving. Um, man, we're just believing. We're just asking, hey, whether you've donated for it or just continue to be prayer partners for us, we really need those intercessors. And because it's a spiritual battle, we've seen that all, a lot of the folks are involved, me, Casey, and some other guys. Um, We've just been going through kind of a little warfare, man, and we knew it was coming. So we just ask for prayers for the kids, prayers for us, and then prayers that uh, their lives are changed. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Raising up that Daniel generation, and uh, I truly believe that that's what the Lord is is really calling uh, people to do right now. And so, man, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I believe it's going to be a good time. So. Um, with that said, I don't believe I have anything else. You got anything else? No, sir. I'm good, man. Been great to be back on the podcast. Yeah, it has. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we thank you for joining us. We love you. God bless you. If you have any questions, thoughts, comments, prayer requests, or praise reports, you can email us at wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at RealCaseyCage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith. 